Welcome back in. This is the first official episode of the Gambling Podcast for the Gridiron Podcast. Uh, yes, as Andrew pointed out today on the Predictions Podcast, I did go to informed predictions. Granted, that was only a sliver of the topic I went over. The gambling, I was 3-0, so if anyone took my advice, uh, hope you have a little more change in your pocket. Hopefully, uh, if you have been paying attention, there are a lot of topics that I discussed last week about things I look at. I figured I need to get two of the brightest minds when it comes to uh, you know, sports gambling, just statistics and everything stats related on this one. So I have brought in with me Ashok and Austin to discuss a few things related to gambling. And I have a game to play with them at the end of uh, the podcast. It sounds creepy, but I do. Uh, gentlemen, welcome in. Uh, so as I was saying earlier, I wanted to ask each of you guys, I'll go with Ashok first, what is some of the biggest stat you look at when you're considering laying your own money down on any type of game? Ashok, what do you go with? So, first of all, I think above all, you have to feel comfortable with who you're betting. And although I definitely look at stats, um, there are just some people I don't feel comfortable betting for or betting against. Um, and I take that into consideration. In terms of uh, sites and stats I use, um, I'm a I'm a big believer, just because I'm still somewhat of a gambling novice, in listening to professionals. So um, I appreciate um, the advice of a Warren Sharp. I think he does. He has a website called like Sharp Football Focus, but he's a professional gambler who's kind of made the transition into podcasting and uh, kind of sharing his knowledge. And um, I just kind of so whatever the stats he throws out in terms of trends he's seeing, also. I look at a uh, pro football focus um, for their you know, data throughout the years because you know, they have a nice breakdown on defensive trends against the spread over unders that you can kind of cleanly look at. Um, so those are the two sites I kind of use right now. Do you kind of meld their takes with your own insight? Like, or do you just take their word as gospel? No, I definitely see what, I mostly hear their kind of analysis and if I agree with it, I tend to go, uh, that's what I tend to go with. Uh, conversely, um, you know, there are some people when I hear their analysis, I, it just does not sound good. For example, uh, one of the betting, uh, experts, quote unquote, uh, I listened to a few weeks ago, they were strongly favoring the giants in their home opener because they said, Oh, it's September 11th. The crowd will be charged. Uh, it would be a great atmosphere. And uh, I, I just like was like yelling at them over the into my car because I was like, do they forget Daniel Jones is their quarterback? And uh, Yeah, right. I was like, yeah. there's certain things that you can't overlook with any stat. Yeah. So like, for example, Daniel Jones is one of the people I would never be comfortable betting with. And so. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, so I was like, like I granted, I did draft him on fantasy a few years ago, and I thought he'd be like the second coming of a good quarterback, and he has not lived up to it. He's basically a Jay Cutler. I would actually disagree. Oh. I have my backup, and uh, as a uh, quarterback who, who's actually athletic and can run, just like his last game, he can get you points. So I think he's a fine backup on my bench right now. I guess I was like, I think backup is the best place for keeping him most of the year. His rushing yards are what's his upside, I think. How about you, Austin? Yeah. What do you, what's your go-to when you look at lines and how you're gonna, you know, put your money down for a weekend? Um, in terms of stats, there's like a handful, so I'll come back to that. But 
honestly, I know this might sound kind of noobish, but uh, my favorite site, quote unquote, to look at stats for betting is Yahoo Sports releases an email every week on odds and stuff like that for the weekend. And a couple of things that they look at, and I usually read their analysis of whatever they think is like the prime game to bet on. And I'll read that and, and kind of base my decision on, on that. And I feel like most of the time I end up agreeing with what they say. But um, like recently I've found that I love betting trends. So uh, there's a little spoiler, I think, for the rest for something later in the episode. But um, the Chiefs have apparently only covered the spread once since last season. And it's like yeah, before the Ravens game, I was like, I felt that was like my most confident pick that you had last week where I was like, you know what? I think the Chiefs are going to win, and clearly they didn't win. But I was like, I think they're going to win, but they're not going to cover the spread. And even through most of that fourth quarter, I was like, all right, this confidence is playing off. And obviously, if you bet the the Ravens on the over-under, I mean, you were, you were pretty good. Um, oh, yeah. So I love that. I love like back in the day with like Belichick and Brady on the Pats. I love taking the over on them. Um, except for that 17 season. Um, that was like, or the year after that, the 17 and 0 season. Oh, it's because the public um, came in so hard, right? And juiced all the lines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. But before that, I love taking the over, especially um, against uh, like primetime matchups at home. I just felt like they were always trying to prove a point. And it's like kind of to what Ashok said, where it's like, that's just a team that I'm, I'm comfortable betting on because they unlike most NFL teams like play with a chip on their shoulder, even when it's totally unwarranted. So it just feels good knowing that like, Hey, if they're up like seven, most teams are going to kick a field goal just to make it like two score game at the end of the, like in the last four minutes of the fourth quarter, but they're going to go for it on fourth down. They're not going to punt. They're going to make sure to like run up the score as much as possible. And it just, it just feels good when there's already tight lines um, that, you know, you can count on them. Yeah, you're trying to. I think I think Belichick had his quote that year where he's, it was someone asked him, uh, "Why? What? What were you thinking on fourth down or something?" He's like, "What do you think? I was going to punt." I think he went for it and like threw a touchdown for Tom Brady for like 50 yards, and it was like the yeah. biggest jerk comment ever. But I was like, "This is why this guy's great." I love yeah. that about that. Um, yeah. All right. Well, speaking of which, I mean, for me, real quick, like there's so much stuff. Like I think I said last podcast, I look at a lot of look at headlines, you know, seeing what the number should have been versus what the number's coming in at this week. Uh, I look where public money's coming in. I'll, like you guys said, you look at some expert opinion from play- people because, you know, we're, we're amateurs. Like, we definitely don't know as much as the experts do. And I think, like, you kind of just put all that into your calculator and it gives you an idea which way to lean. I'm always, like, a big dog player, though. Like, I, I always find a hard time laying points. So every time that I'll put a play out here, I think I'm always most likely going to be taking points with an underdog, maybe giving you the outright upset. But I just, I don't know. I suck at giving out favorites. I don't know if that's just me. I don't know but if you guys no, play favorites more. You told me about it a few years ago. I think it was at Trivia one night. But you're like, interdivision home dogs are like the pick. Yeah. And more often than not, I'll even just give them like the money line. Um, and, it's, yeah. and it's paid off more than 50%, probably close to like 55, 60%. For me, at least the, the lines that I'm comfortable. Like obviously, back in the day, I'm not taking the doll, uh, like the Jets at home against Brady and the, yeah, Patriots, like the Patriots. But yeah, yeah. But like that's another one. Like I love taking the Dolphins at home against the Patriots. I don't know what it is about Miami. I just feel like the Patriots just play poorly year in and year out. Like doesn't matter if they're a good year, if it's a down year. 
they're just going to not show up in Miami. I think they've lost like three of the last four games in Miami. They haven't covered the spread in like seven years in Miami. Um, or at least one well, of the games in Miami, they haven't covered the spread. So there's this and, one really stupid thing that I'm sure it's not a stat anywhere. It's just in my head that come cooler months, when you get a team that's been practicing and playing in the cold weather and then they go down to Miami where it's like 80 degrees, 90 degrees, your body's just not used to that temperature. Because I think Miami always, there's two on their sidelines. One side is always directly in the sun and one sideline isn't. Miami, I think, usually wears home white. So, and then it forces the other team into darker colors and then they have them bake in the sun. And that usually <laughs> causes genius. Miami to create their own home. Yeah, it's genius. I don't know if they still implore that, but that reason alone I used to always like I think you'd see like teams go down there and you like look at their sideline they're all like IVs and stuff like they're all just dying they have like their oxygen tanks on their face and like the other side Miami's just like straight chilling in the shade you know not a care in the world so I like those are the reasons why when you said the Patriots going to Miami that made me think of that like later in the season that's always a key play I'll try to make if it's like inner division you know cold weather team going to the warm weather so I totally agree with that um so real quick let's just before we get to the game I want to get some of your guys' best plays of the week. So, Ashok, let's go with you. Uh, what are some of your best plays for this week? Actually, if I may, um, Austin of mentioned that about underdog, under, you guys mentioned underdogs covering. And potentially, in the Narda, you mentioned you like to bet the line. Yeah. So, I actually got this stat, and I mentioned the guy Warren Sharp. I listened to him today, and I wrote this down because he had specific numbers. Since 2006, underdogs who are within seven points – they're about uh, roughly a shade under 3,000 um, underdogs. About 1,473 out of those 3,000, about 51.7% covered the spread. But out of those 1,473, 1,120 actually won outright. Oh, so wow. if you were thinking about backing the underdog, you might as well bet the money line. And uh, that's true. Yeah, I just found that like because I would assume, okay, like half half covered the spread, maybe a third of the half actually won. But no, it's like, you know, close to 60 percent. It's no way. That's incredible. I think I think it was on um, it was two games this last weekend. I think it was the Kansas City. No, it was the game was, I think, uh, Arizona versus Minnesota. And, you know, Minnesota missed the kick where they could have won the game if that was the best outcome for Vegas because Minnesota covered, but they didn't win. So it's one of those situations where all the money that was on Cardinals to cover lost all the money on Minnesota to win lost. And only the people who picked, you know, like people are like, Oh, well three points. If they're going to win by that, they're going to win the game. So it caused like a great win for Vegas on that stuff. So I totally agree with that. Like it does create this like middle ground where Vegas is trying to, you know, thread the needle. But if you like are going to go for the dog going outright is helpful at times. I totally get that. But yeah, Shok, So what are some of your plays? I, I, I'm dying to know because I feel like you usually always like, you know, really dissect the lines. Sure. Do you want me to go? Do you want us to go one by one or just give us? All no, just give your three best. And then I'm gonna, let's see what Austin, because I, some of us might have the same plays. Sure. So uh, I'm in, I'm kind of, I'm big into parlays. Um, and I, I think, I guess I'm a little different than you guys in that I actually like to do player props, uh, a little bit more. So, um, I'm very strongly confident about, uh, these two overs. One is total rushing attempts by Melvin Gordon on Denver. This is above 10.5. And, uh, I think given Vic Fangio, 
given that Melvin Gordon hasn't ceded the job to Javante Williams. And um, they are playing, oh gosh, the Jets. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's going to be plenty of rushing opportunities. And I think just the attempts, I think it's a gold mine. So that's at negative 129. Parlaying that with, I think, another very strong lock is Kenny Galladay over three and a half catches. And I say this because Kenny Galladay was caught yelling during the Thursday night game last week um, at his uh, Daniel Jones or his offensive coordinator, Jason Garrett. He had three catches in the game. And so we're just saying, I'm like, there's a squeaky wheel gets the grease theory. I'm betting that Kenny Galladay will be looked at early and often. I think three and a half, over three and a half catches is easy. So I'm parlaying that um, for a plus uh, 190. Uh, oh, wow. Odds. Uh, so the, I was like, that's, that's probably a good payout, right? You're probably getting, what, like two and a half to one on it? Uh, 190, 190. Oh, you're getting plus one uh, with the parlay or the parlay? Yeah, I'm not getting great. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm betting rivers, so it's not the best. Oh, um, yeah. And they take so, a little bit of the cut. Very much so. And then right. <laughs> this is um, a. Then I'm going to give you some other two long shot parlays. One is a player prop, mm-hmm. uh, just because I want to root for them. One is uh, it is the. D- Justin Fields and Daniel Jones both score a rush or a touchdown of some sort. Um, so it can't be a passing. So either rushing or receiving and uh, parlay is eight forty seven. but I think Justin oh, wow. Fields, strong rushing quarterback and Daniel Jones. We already talked about that briefly. Um, I think there's going to be ample right. opportunity for them. And I, I, I bet that as a kind of a long shot parlay. And then finally, I think that's pretty good odds. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And then finally, my long shot parlay money line, which I like to do one of each week. I'm just going with two teams I feel comfortable with. Uh, The Packers, they are plus 145 underdogs at the 49ers. And the Eagles, which are plus 150 at Cowboys. Um, Despite hating the team and hoping for Rishi's misery at every (laughs) opportunity I can. I, I think the Packers are a good team. I think they can take care of business, and I think I feel confident in backing them, even against the 49ers. And same thing with the Eagles. The Cowboys, everybody loves because it's Dak, C.D. Lamb, yeah. Holly Cooper. They're a sexy offense, kind of like the Chargers. But mm-hmm. there's I think because of that, there's always, you know, they're America's team. There's always going to be money played on them that inflates yeah. their value. And so I think Philly is, you know, they have, an, first of all, an amazing defense. And second of all, Jalen Hurts is a solid quarterback with decent receivers, and I think they take care of business. And I think uh, Eagles were pretty close to pulling off that upset last week, right? I was like, didn't they have like a few plays that got them close within like the red zone, and they just kept con- they couldn't convert on them? Yeah, and then especially I think the coach got a little too cute. Um, he actually tried the Philly special play for the two point conversion, um, except it was Jalen Rager trying to throw the pass um, <laughs> oh, yeah. to, to Jalen Hurts, and so. So I think he'll just hopefully just do another read option with Jalen Hurts when it comes down to a goal line, not get too cute. That'd be too smart. So we'll see if they actually, you know, could come up with that idea. Uh, Austin, how about you? Any any good plays for this week? Um, I will take – so I think in general, until the Chiefs can consistently prove otherwise, I'm going to take um, the, like, 
the uh, for the spread, I'm going to take whoever they're playing. So the Chargers right now uh, are so the Chiefs are minus six and a half right now. I think it'll be a closer mm-hmm. game than that. Uh, I do think that the Chiefs have a bounce back game. I think they win, um, but I would not be surprised at all if they don't cover. <clears throat> uh-huh. uh, for the next two, I'm going to take underdogs to win outright. So thank you, Shok, for oh. that extra confidence. But I think that so right now it's the Falcons at Giants. The Giants are. Um, favorites by three i don't know if i trust the giants i think that even watching the game last week like daniel jones had an amazing run i think he may have scored a touchdown but got called back for a holding penalty near the line of scrimmage i think they just shoot themselves in the foot basically exactly when you expect them to um i think the falcons are bad but i don't think they're that bad um i think they have a couple wins in them i think they've i think this is their like one time to shine, kind of. Um, the Dolphins at um, Raiders. The Raiders are three and a half. Sorry, this is in opposition to what I just said. But I think the Raiders win by more. I think the Raiders are getting slapped on in some sense. I think that they're a much better team than people are giving them credit for. Um, especially if Tua is out on the Dolphins. I, I just don't know what they have on offense. Um, especially at Q. And then lastly, Shok said this already, but I think the Packers taking the money line on them. I think the Packers win. I think uh, I don't know if this is going to be a year where Aaron Rodgers just like shows the world again, but I do think that their first start was a little bit of an aberration and maybe the kick in the pants that they kind of needed to at least attempt to gel and to kind of get over whatever ill feelings there were in the offseason. Plus, I don't know. Watching that first game with the 49ers against the Lions, I know it was mostly garbage time, but giving up 33 points to the Lions is, in my opinion, inexcusable. Like, at some point, if you're a decent defense, you shouldn't give up 33 points to anyone, but it's like, let alone a, a team with Jared Goff at QB. A team that downgraded yeah. in QB and was already a bad team. So, yeah, uh, yeah I'll, I'll take the Packers. Um I do like I do like Philly um, at Dallas, but I don't feel confident in that. I think Philly can get cute on offense. I think they can. They're a team where if they play well, like they can hang with anyone. But I think that their offense is susceptible to struggling at times and just like not putting anything together. And if that happens, if you give Dallas too many opportunities, I think eventually they score. They played well against Tampa. I think that there's a lot of promise if. Um, if they just start gelling together and get more reps, I think that that offense is really good. It's just really a question of can the defense keep them in games? Yeah, I agree. I was like, I feel like Dallas is one of those teams where I think Jerry Jones always is, you know, a sucker for good offense. And his whole goal is just outscore. I feel like Dallas, like most of the times, I mean, last week, I think this game was way under, but it's like one of those like games where it's like always take the over almost because that's like their only game plan most of the time. We'll outscore you. Luckily, Justin Herbert and Cleveland, or, uh, sorry, Chargers sucked last week, so they didn't really pull anything off. Uh, all right, so my quick three plays for this week. I'm actually betting against what you just said, Austin. I'm <laughs> going to be taking the Dolphins plus four and a half against the Raiders. Um, the look ahead line was uh, Raiders were actually laying one point, and now it opened at laying four and a half. Um, I think everything I've heard is that the sharp money's coming in very strong on the Dolphins to cover here. 
Uh, the Dolphins don't look that bad. I mean, what, losing Tua, it's not that big of a downgrade. I think most of the people are saying that Tua is not able to throw vertically as well as, oh, God, who's the backup in Miami? Uh, Brissett? His name is Jacoby Brissett, and I feel yeah. that is an issue if you don't even know his name. I think that's a problem. He's a backup for a reason. And Yeah, but you know what? When some Sometimes when you lose a starter, it's not the end of the world because some backups – have a different skill set. And I think Tua is too nervous still. He still has like kind of rookie moments where he's not willing to just unleash. And with, you know, with the offense they have, I feel like Brissett's just going to be like, you know what, screw it. No one believes in me. I'm just going to chuck this downfield and Waddle's just going to run under it and grab it and just hopefully score a touchdown. Because that line, I think it says, yeah, Raiders are getting 73% of the bets and the line's really not moving. So I think Miami's the play on that one. Um, the other game that I liked was, and no, this is going to be a dirty horseshit game, Jaguars against the Cardinals. <laughs> um, all right, so I don't know if I've discussed this a lot, but there's things as called trap games in the NFL, and yeah. Arizona's totally going to trap them. They're, go- they're going ahead three time zones, so basically for them it's going to be body clock 9 a.m., but they're going to be playing Jacksonville. Um, they're going to be laying nine points, and next week, they're playing the Cardinals are going to LA to play the Rams. So usually when a team goes outside of the conference to play someone that's the lesser opponent on the road, they're looking ahead. They're like, all right, this team sucks. We're not worried about them. We'll just walk over them and we're going to go on to the next one, the big interdivision game. So I think that's kind of setting up for the Cardinals to have a little letdown, especially after the win they pulled off last week. You're, it's hard not to just kind of exhale a little bit. 86% of the money's on the Cardinals. It has pushed the line from seven and a half to nine. I think the line come Sunday morning will start dropping. You'll probably come around seven and a half uh, Jaguars game. So if you're trying to get it, get it early. Try to stay above seven and a half if you can, just so at least you get the little bit of a, a chair to get you seven. Because I think they're going to lose, but I think they'll keep it within seven. Um, and the last game that I'm going to play, but I don't know if I'm big on it, it's going to be uh, the – let me open the tab. I got the Chiefs and the Chargers. I'm going to take the over 55 points. I think both teams' defense is not really going to perform anywhere here. It'll be a shootout, if anything. It's going to be a fun game, and I think it'll be like the Kansas City uh, Ravens game where, you know, come halftime, you're pretty much in the over territory. You can sit back, have a drink, and just enjoy the rest of the game without worrying about your money. Uh, those are my big three plays. I'm hoping I go at least, you know, two and one, but we'll see if that plays out. Um, all right, guys. The main reason why I brought you two on you two are the biggest trivia nerds I know. Uh, people who don't know, we used to go to trivia every Tuesday. If you two had shown up, we pretty much felt like we had a chance. When you guys didn't, it was pretty much an excuse to eat cheap pizza and hang out. So I figured, what better way than having both you guys on and we could play a quick trivia game. Um, it's going to be 10 questions. I'm going to ask them rapid fire. There is no time limit, but the tiebreaker, if you guys both answer the same amount of questions, will be who answered them fastest. So I think we uh, flipped a coin, and by that we mean we figured out who had the audio situation better. So Austin's <laughs> going to go first. <laughs> Shok's going to step away. And then once Austin's finished, we'll uh, – Shok, should we text you? All right, we'll text you, call you to come back over, so then we can have you take your turn. Uh, all right, Austin, what do you think the theme is for this game? Football. <laughs> okay. semi yes. <laughs> Oh, so, since the Bears, I was like, since the Bears are going to uh, Cleveland with the former Ohio State quarterback, Justin Fields, we're playing the Ohio game. 
Every okay. answer in this quiz will be related to Ohio in some way. Per, a celebrity person born in Ohio, something to do with Ohio, Ohio sports moment, something like that, okay? Okay. So let me get my stopwatch open. I honestly think you'll probably get about eight to ten of them right unless you freak out Oof. and you try to answer them fast. Wow. You That's have the only reason I maybe think. too much confidence in me. <laughs> I don't know. I was like, it's it. who do you think is going to win between you and, you and uh, Ashok? You know what? I think it's Ashok. Only because he still goes to trivia. At least he restarted. I've been to trivia oh, really? once since I moved here. And we weren't going during COVID. So it's been like maybe three trivia games in the last two years for me. Oh, God. All right. Well, it's like riding a bicycle. You got this, okay? Yeah. All right. So I'll start the timer when I start reading the first question, okay? Okay. All right. Ready? Go. In game five of the 1989 Eastern Conference playoffs, Michael Jordan hit one of the his most iconic shots of his career over which player? Crap. I know I know exactly what he looks like. I can imagine the <laughs> shot. And I can't pass. Oh, no. Pass. Craig Elo. The highest player drafted Please. into the NBA from a college in Ohio. This NBA player went on to have an injury play career and only played 105 games over seven years due to his uh, terrible knees. He also went first overall. Crap. I thought it was Manute Bull. Is that your guess? Can you read the question one more time? Yeah. Uh, the highest player drafted into the NBA from a college in Ohio. This NBA player went on to have an injury-played career. Oh, Greg Godin. Yep, Greg, Greg Godin. Uh, born in Dayton, Ohio, this actor has starred in iconic films such as Apocalypse Now and The Departed. However, no role is more famous than playing Joshua Bartlett in an Aaron Sorkin show set in the White House. You want me one more time? Uh, yeah, one more time. Sorry. Born in Dayton, Ohio, this actor has starred in iconic films such as Apocalypse Now and The Departed. However, no role is more famous when playing than playing Joshua Josiah Bartlett, Bartlett in the Aaron Sorkin show set in the White House. Martin Sheen. Yeah, Try to answer. Uh, this former defensive coordinator for Bill Parcells was the last head coach of the Cleveland Browns in the 1995 <laughs> season. Belichick. Yep. Uh, <laughs> The 2003 NBA draft is one of the most, uh, the best draft classes of all time. LeBron James went first overall to the Cleveland Cavaliers. Who was the second player drafted after him? Darko Milicic. Yep. The Cincinnati Bengals have drafted two quarterbacks with the number one pick in the NFL draft in franchise history. Name both those quarterbacks. Joe Burrows and... O'Donnell. Char- Carson Palmer. Nicknamed oh, Charlie wow. Hustle, Pete Rose holds a record for the most career hits in MLB history. Within f- plus or minus 50, how many hits did Pete Rose end his career with? 4,030. Ah, 4,256. <laughs> Never, <laughs> <bite the hand laughs> that- <laughs> Never bite the hand that feeds. Which rock band was formed in Cleveland, Ohio, and the only remaining original member is their lead singer, who has won two Oscars for Best Achievement in Music written for a motion picture for the movie Soul and The Social Network. This one is a tough time. one. I thought no one, neither of you. Uh, never Bite the Hand That Feeds. Which rock band was formed in Cleveland, Ohio, and the only remaining original member is their lead singer, who has won two Oscars for Best Achievement in Music written for a motion picture for the movies Soul and The Social Network. Wow. No idea. Nine Inch Nails. Uh, it was what's-his-face. Wow. Uh, Trent Reznor? 
Uh, which player from an Ohio team is the only player to appear on a Madden cover? <laughs> I was just talking about this the other day. Peyton Hillis. Oh, yep. And what pitcher of the 2016 Cubs got the save to beat the Cleveland Indians and win the first World Series for the Cubs in 108 uh, seasons? Craig Kimbrell. I know it's not him. Mike Montgomery. Wow. But you had 336. So it was a lot harder than you thought? Oh, yeah, definitely. But also, okay. I think a couple of it is just like the, the brain muscle isn't there. Like Craig Elo, I knew immediately as soon as you started saying Craig, I was like, ah, crap. I know who this is. There's I was like, see, there. I was like, I thought... See, I thought Craig Elo would be easy to kind of roll people into it. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Nine, Wait, hold on. I don't know if the show's back yet. I was like, I, I don't have my camera on. Uh, okay. Yeah, some of them, I was like, I was like, I think these are going to be a little harder for people to get. But I was like, I'm going to just go for it. Because I was like, both you guys are so setting the bar yeah. so high that I'm no, like. I think I think Ashok will get six of these. At least six. You got six of them yourself. Oh, then I think he'll get at least eight. You think so? Yeah, he'll get probably mm-hmm. get nine, but at least eight. All right, let's see. All right, Ashok. I was like, we're good. Okay, Ashok. So, Austin got six right in three minutes and thirty six seconds. He is saying that you'll probably get eight right. He says you've played trivia more recently than him, so you might have a one up on him. Okay. Uh, we will see if that's true or not. Let me see. Okay. Let me get the questions back up. There we go. Okay, so. With the uh, Bears going to Cleveland to play the Browns and Justin Fields returning to Ohio, the former Ohio State quarterback, we're playing the Ohio game. Okay. The answer to every question is either a, a sports thing related to Ohio or maybe a famous celebrity or someone from Ohio. Okay? okay. So let me get the stopwatch up. All right. So I'll start the timer when I first read the first question. Okay. And go. In Game 5 of the 1989 Eastern Conference playoffs, Michael Jordan hit one of his most iconic shots of his career over which player? Craig Elo. The highest player drafted into the NBA from a college in Ohio. This NBA player went on to have an injury play career and only played 105 games over seven years due to his knees. Kenyon Martin? Greg Oden. Uh, born in Dayton, Ohio, this actor has starred in iconic films such as Apocalypse Now and The Departed. However, no role is more famous than playing Josiah Bartlett in Aaron Sorkin's show set in the White House. Martin Sheen? Yep. Uh, This former defensive coordinator for Bill Parcells was the last head coach of the Cleveland Browns in the 1995 season before the team packed up and moved to Baltimore. Who was the coach? Belichick? Yep. Uh, the 2003 NBA draft is one of the best draft classes of all time. LeBron James went first overall to the Cleveland Cavaliers. Who was the second player drafted after him? Darko Milicic. Yep. The Cincinnati Bagels have drafted two quarterbacks with the number one pick in the NFL draft in franchise history. Name both of those quarterbacks. Did you repeat the question? Yeah, the Cincinnati Bengals have drafted two quarterbacks with the number one pick in the NFL draft in franchise history. Name both of those quarterbacks. Joe Burrow. Boomer Sison. No, Carson Palmer. Nicknamed Charlie Hustle, Pete Rose holds the record for the most career hits in MLB history. Within 50, plus or minus 50, how many hits did Pete Rose end his career with? 4,247. That, that's right inside. 4,256. 
Never Bite the Hand That Feeds, which rock band was formed in Cleveland, Ohio, and the only remaining original member is their lead singer, who has won two Oscars for Best Achievement in Music written for a motion picture for the movies Soul and The Social Network. Looking for the band here, just in case. The Temptations, I have no idea. Nah, uh, Nine Snails. Which player from an Ohio team is the only player to appear on a Madden cover? Peyton Hillis. Yep. And what pitcher of the on the 2016 Cubs got the save to beat the Cleveland Indians and win the first World Series for the Cubs in 108 years? Do you want me to repeat it? I rolled this Chapman. Mike Montgomery. All right, so you got six right also. <laughs> so it came down to the time. Can I quibble over the uh, first overall pick or the highest drafted yes. player in uh, Ohio history? For the NBA? Yeah, because Kenyon Martin, I believe, went to Cincinnati. I could be wrong. Kenyon Martin was first overall? Thoughts. so. I might be right. I might be wrong. Kenyon Martin draft. 2000. Pick one. I'm looking at Kenyon Martin Jr. Hold on. Yeah, he was 2000. (laughs) Ah, Cincinnati. All right, fine. You said Kenyon Martin? Yeah. All right, Ashok, you took it on time regardless, but yes, uh, Ashok gets it at seven because I totally didn't get the question right. <laughs> but you did have the addendum to clarify a little bit. Oh, that is true. The yeah, that's true. With the injuries? Yeah, yeah. That's a good point. But, but I'll still, I mean, Ashok still got that time. Ashok he was definitely. a little minute faster. I'm surprised he only got six. Right. I thought he got, I haven't thought I was counted. Nine inch nails. I had no idea on that one. Yeah, same. All right, so the first uh, question was Carson Craig Palmer. Elo. Yeah, Carson Palmer. I was originally going to say give you Joe Burr, and I was going to try to see if you guys can remember Carson Palmer. But, I mean, you guys had great guesses on yours. Um, Greg Oden, Craig Elo, Martin Sheen. I, I was surprised you guys both got Martin Sheen. Uh, Bill Belichick was the easy one. Darko. I'll I used be to honest, Darko. I didn't know that Martin Sheen was in The Departed. I don't remember yeah. him. He was the cop that got thrown off the building. Oh. He was. Yes, yes. Yeah. Okay. He was. Uh, okay. He was not Damon's. Who's he? Uh, Leo's? Uh, like the guy who knew he was undercover, and then he gets thrown off oh, the building. Oh yes, yes. Huh. So I was like, yeah. That was like I was like trying to find like people from uh, Ohio, and I was like Halle Berry, but I was like, what? What do I say? She was like topless and swordfish. Like, you know, <laughs> there wasn't too much going on in the, the, the sailors. But I mean, pretty good. I was like, I was trying to make it difficult because it's you two. But I hope I didn't make it overly difficult where it's like not enjoyable. No, that was good. It was fun. Yeah. I'm going to try to get another game at some point whenever the Bears have a good theme for me. Rish and I, I think this next question, but Rish and I were talking about Peyton Hills literally yesterday because I was like, is he the only white non-quarterback to grace Madden's cover? The cover of Madden. Uh, 2022 Cooper Cup coming at you. (laughs) Yeah. God, it might happen. I'm trying to think. You might be right. I was like, I don't think anyone else. What other position would it be? Gronk or Kelsey? They haven't Gronk. Made Kelsey's never been on the cover, but Gronk was in 2017. Okay. Oh, Gronk was? I was, yeah. Okay, I was so confident that he was the only non-QB white athlete to grace the cover of Madden, but I was wrong. There you go. I was yeah. like, you know what? Trivia has gotten, having trivia with friends has gotten to the point where it's hard to do because everyone can just Google a question on your phone. Like, you can't just sit there and banter. 
answers with people. It's just like, oh, is this that? And instead of just being like arguing about it, you're like, let me just answer it real quick. Let me look at my phone. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> you and Rishi could have talked about it for like 10 minutes and a 30 second Google would have ruined the whole conversation. Yeah. yeah. So I applaud you guys for at least arguing and trying to figure out that mystery. Uh, good work. I was like, I'm shocked you got the Pete Rose hits, by the way, Ashok. Yes. That I was, was very like, impressed. Yeah. I remember, no, because there's like a picture of him with a ball and it's like 4,000. I, I couldn't remember the exact number, but it says like 4,256. Oh, really? Yeah. And Damn, it's, well I played by that. you. Yeah. Real quick, before we sign off, what do you think the Bears' chances are? You know, to be honest, I'm low-key rooting. I think that they're going to win. Only because yeah. I think that the it's not so much that the Bears are good enough, but I think they'll have just enough spark with Justin Fields. And I think it's more going to be on the Browns. This is a G-rated show, right? Uh, not showing not matter. We're, on the, we're, we're yeah. explicit, so it's fine. Shitting the bed. <laughs> they're going to shit the bed this week. Go. I yeah, think that's, that's really what it is. The problem is... Ashok, what do you think? The problem is Stefanski's a, an actually good coach. You know, I know I said what I said about Nagy last time being fine. And that's all I hear. <laughs> fine. But Stefanski's actually a good coach. So, we'll see how it goes. You're going to take the Browns? Yeah, I mean, I'm going to... Would you lay the seven and a half? Yeah, just because they don't have any receivers, I'll take this. Yeah, I would take the seven and a half. I'm not betting it, but... Yeah, I was like, this, those are the game. I, I usually don't like betting the Bears because I don't like, you know, having money on it and being like extra pissed. Yeah. But I think the Bears I have only, a legit shot. Yeah. I only take whoever the Bears are playing if I bet the game. Because that way I feel like I can't lose. Either I'm happy the Bears won or yeah. I got some money out of it, some consolation. You're like, that's, that's a smart way of doing it. One of my, one, someone I know, he put like $170 on the Bears to win outright at like two and a half or something to one. And he's like looking up articles get just to see the positive chances of his bet. So he'll read an article where it's like one guy says the Bears have no shot. Then he'll read like another guy says he has a shot. And it's like, oh, yo, see, the Bears have a shot. It's a good bet. And I'm like, yeah, but how about the other part that you're not reading? You're right. I was like, hey, you know what? If that's going to make you sleep better at night and think you have a chance, go for it. I think the Bears do have a chance. I think they're a live dog. Just because Justin Fields actually looked, showed that he could, you know, be confident at quarterback, push the ball downfield. And I think him and Mooney, I think I think Mooney's going to be sick this game. Yeah, I do agree I pull, with that. I should pull in a choke. I'm going to take the over uh, receiving yards for Mooney this week, just out of, you know, hope that it'll happen. Let's see what it is. Second. I hope it's like 20, just to give me a really good chance. <laughs> I'm guessing it'll be 48 like, and a half. I know. I, was like, I always feel like it's mid-40s. Mid to upper yeah. 40s to low 50s is usually where, like, a Mooney type of player will land in these situations. Oh. But real quick, before while Ashok's look, oh Ashok, what do you got? Thirty-eight point five on Rivers. Oh, oh, over. Yeah, yeah but it's Rivers, so you're gonna get like negative, you know, minus like three eighty or something. <laughs> One eighteen, pretty, but yeah. Yeah, there you go. Rivers juice is like no one's other business. Um, all right, guys, thanks for joining us. Let me give you a quick recap of everyone's bets. Ashok is going with. Uh, we got what Melvin Gordon over ten and a half uh, rushing attempts parlayed with Galladay over three and a half catches, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Second parlay was Fields and Daniel Jones both to score a rushing touchdown, and Packers and Eagles uh, parlayed together to outright win. Austin came in with uh, he's looking to what take Chargers plus six and a half, 
Mm-hmm. Falcons, he's taking outright winner. And then Packers, he's laying the three and a half. Oh, no, sorry. Packers, outright win. Outright winning. And I, and who? Oh, the Raiders, laying the uh, three and a half. Raiders on three and a half. And yep. then, all right. And then I took, you know, the Raiders, or I took the Dolphins getting three and a half. Uh, I took the over on the Chargers and the Chiefs. And finally, I was laying, or I was getting nine points with the shit Jaguars. So we'll see if that plays out. Good luck on your wagering this week, guys. Great talking to you, and we'll catch up another time. Have a good one, guys.